Imagínate que dos millennial cubanitas from the 305 got together and made un show. That's Take It Easy, a show that celebrates and educates on all things Cuban-American. I'm Frida. And I'm Carmen. We are two BFFs who kept getting told, ustedes son un show. We decided to make one. Take it easy. T-E-I-K-I-R-I-S-I. We explore the Cubanity. Y amamos tremenda bachanga. New episodes are out every other Wednesday. On Apple, Spotify, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Take it easy. Hey everyone, this is DJ. And this is Ish. And this is Season 5 of Pero Let Me Tell You. Your, 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 your hospital ice? This is not hospital ice. It's ice that has been in, in a water bottle for a while, so it's like soft. The best ice. So it's 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 like not hard as ice, but not soft. water. Right. Not water. Soft okay. ice. Okay. You know how I love ice. That's true. That sounds like a David off cologne. <laughs> well, <laughs> love ice. Soft ice. Soft ice. Soft ice. Instead of cool water. Exactly. Um, but with that said, <laughs> welcome, 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 everybody, for episode 226 of Pero Let Me Tell yes. You. Happy Friday, everyone. Happy Friday. Estamos aquí el viernes. Yes, we are almost at 227. 227. Um, Mary. Mary. Um, mm. Anyway, you know what's so funny? So welcome, 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 everybody. You know what's so funny? That... Like cool water is such a nineties yeah. scent. Yeah. It, it like that is nineties. Like they might as well just sell it together as a nineties starter kit with Minotaur. Minotaur. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we're gonna go down that road. <laughs> Fahrenheit. Oh, Fahrenheit. I totally forgot about Fahrenheit until right and now. You know what? I have to tell you, I still have all these colors. I, I mean, have I, no doubt. I have them at some point or another. Right, right, right. right? right. Uh because I like, as you know, as you when you came in now that we started yes. to record, you're like, it smells so good. Do you know what I'm wearing? What are you wearing? I'm wearing Heaven by Gap. I was about to say, are you wearing Dream by Gap? I have I have Dream Heaven and Earth. <laughs> oh, you're like a Belinda Carlisle song. Because <laughs> I love those Gap scents. Um, and they discontinued all of them, right? Huh? They discontinued all of them? Or? No, no, no. They still sell them, uh, but they sell them only at the Gap factory outlet. I got it. Okay. They don't sell them at the regular Gap, and mm-hmm. you can't buy them online. Oh, so I go yeah. to the Gap Factory Outlet just to just buy for them. this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love s- fresh scents. Like I don't do like, well like crisp linen type. Yes, okay. That's why I love cool water. Like the except, you know what the exception is is the Angel by Theory Mugler. Oh my god, that smells like cotton candy. Well, I told you that they told me in the office like years ago when I first had it that I couldn't. You know, one day my boss was like, she didn't tell me no, but she's like. <laughs> There have been some complaints. Your perfume is like really strong. Like (laughs) you leave a trail. Like you know, maybe you should wear that. Like she, she was cool about it. Nobody wants to go to the carnival. But with that exception, I love. I I only do like like colognes. That's why one of my favorite colognes of all time, which I still have and I still buy when I run out, which is the quintessential '90s scent, is. Quintessential 90s. Well, I mean, we just did Cool Water. So cool Water, uh, Fahrenheit um, are big ones. Jupe is Jupe. another big one for men. Okay, no. Jupe was worn by everybody who came from Cuba between the years Jupe? of See? 99 yeah. and 2005. Yeah, but Jupe really came out in like the early 90s. Yeah, but it, But there's one that I'm missing. That's a quintessential Jupe. 90s. Okay. Quintessential Cologne. 90s. 
Okay. It's not colors. No, that's like that's eighties. Oh my it's God. so obvious that, that I'm going to be pissed off when you say it. The quintessential 90s scent. It's not Fahrenheit. Perry well, Ellis 360? No, Chico. I'm telling you, I like light scents, and I'm going to wear Perry Ellis 360. True. Okay, it's not Fahrenheit because we already mentioned it. It's not um, a... Thing. It's not Jupe. It's not Jupe. Minotaur. Right. I have no freaking clue. CK1. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely... Mother... Trucker, yes. I freaking love CK1. I will die on that hill. (laughs) That's one of those scents that I can't remember right now what it smells like, but when I smell it, I know it's CK1. CK1. Right? That was a very soft scent. Remember the whole shtick of CK1? It was, well, it was everybody. It was unisex. Yeah. What he takes. Yeah, like Britney's my prerogative. Yeah. Which says it's unisex. I have it. I've worn it. I like it, but it's a little too floral. My prerogative is unisex? Yeah. It's really? a little too floral for my taste to be considered. Do they still sell her perfumes? I, well, I know they sell them at Navarro. Well, that means they do. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, yeah, Navarro has the whole like you know Britney fantasy collection. Right, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, CK one. Damn it! I am so upset that I didn't. Yeah. I'll never forget that I was in New York City in June of 1994, and I remember I went to the Bloomingdale's on Fifth Avenue, and that's when they were releasing CK1, and I still have the shirt, you know, with the CK1. Yeah, in, in, did, in the center. You know, yeah. Little did I remember they were giving it out that day, and I was with my who cousin, knew? and my cousin like got one, right. and like who knew that. I mean, that's legit a collector's item right now. Right, because a lot of colognes come and go, and they're popular and whatever. Yeah. I mean, you had no doubt that CK one was going to be popular, but not, but not like, iconic. But not iconic. That yeah. is iconic. That is iconic. CK one, yes. and it's still the same bottle. I freaking love it. Yes, people, I love CK one. That dates me. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe somebody could discover. I'm sure, it now. we have listeners that are younger than CK one. This is true. This is true. <laughs> oh, that hurt you know me what, to admit out loud. You know what I love? I love love. Now that we're speaking about cologne. Is you and I have had this conversation before. So, if we're going back to the Golden Girls, okay, Blanche, you know that Blanche used to oh, wear all of the Elizabeth Taylor. She used to wear Passion by Elizabeth Taylor for sure. That was her date fragrance. And her... At night, she would wear Opium. Okay, at night it was oh, okay. No, no, Opium was for special occasions. Passion was for like you know her dates. Uh huh. And then when she would go to the art gallery, it was White Diamonds. No, but White Diamonds came out a little bit later. White Diamonds came out in like the early 90s. Well, this show went on into the early 90s. Yeah, well, maybe maybe in the last season. In the last season, she okay, okay. She never got around to wearing the Emerald one. No, no, that came no, out later. Right, no, no, right. no. But you, and, and Sophia wore Charlie. Oh, my God. Yeah. Or Ginette. Porque era señora. And Dorothy wore Red Door by Elizabeth Arden. For sure. <laughs> For sure. What did Rose wear? Rose probably wore like Heaven Scent. Okay, like a nice airy thing. Right, right. But you know that Blanche was like, oh my, Elizabeth Taylor, passion. And Stan was all about the brute. <laughs> the, the brute. <laughs> so, uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> you know what's so funny? that I mean, everybody says this, and I'm sure our listeners can relate. I mean, we're not saying anything that has been said a thousand times, but it's incredible how scent... Takes yeah. you places. Mm-hmm. You know what? You know what creeps up on me in like any, depending on where I'm at when I go somewhere, and it doesn't happen a lot, but it's very distinct. The scent or smell of school. Ese olor que tiene like la that, that school building scent. Yes, yes, and you can't 
you can't describe verbalize it. it. Right, yes. right, right. But you know it when it hits yes, you. Yes, yes, yes. You know, a lot of times, like, I remember not too long ago, or some time ago, I went to, it was a library. Right. One of the, the library there on off of Bird Road that my father goes to. It's a small library. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I walked in, I'm like, it's school. Like school. This smells like school. <laughs> like, <laughs> school has, like, a very distinct smell. That it still makes you a little nervous, like a little. Like if it's a Monday, you're freaking yes. out. Yeah, like, oh, it's yeah. cool. Like, yeah. it, and it's incredible what scent does. Yeah. Like for me, it's behold, behold, because my grandparents' diet was right next to the behold factory. Oh, really? Yeah. So whenever I smell behold, I think of going there in the summers behold. and being at my at my grandparents' uh, diet. What was the whole purpose? I mean, I cook, and even I've never really used behold. I couldn't tell you. I know it doesn't, it, it doesn't it really have like shit, right? Like, but it doesn't really have a taste per se. Yeah. So maybe it's just el. el I'm color. telling you, one of the greatest like, tell me your Latin without telling me your Latin type things, <laughs> and hashtag growing up Hispanic type stuff is, and 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 this is it never fails when you grow up in in a, in a Latin household. Que la abuela. A las 7 de la mañana, ya está haciendo el sofrito, yep. you know, cortando it la cebolla, el ají, you know, echando la sal y pimienta, el, el, el todo. Es, no, la salsa de tomate. Todo, oh, la yeah. salsa de tomate. And there you are, like, sleeping. And then, you know, your sense of smell in particular is so sensitive in the morning. Yeah. And it's like, well, here it, I am. It woke you up. And I'm like, oh, my God. It smells like freaking sofrito in my room. Like, Mima, like, Mima, can you make this later? Like, <laughs> no, it takes time. Oh, yes. <laughs> it takes time. You can't just make it on the one moment para otro. Sofrito takes time. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a Mariah B side? To make for it to taste good. <laughs> Put it in frijol. Lord. Y el arroz. <laughs> <laughs> if this is not on her next album, I don't know what life means nothing. What so, did you see moving, moving, <laughs> actually moving into our first topic? Moving we, right along. We got sidetracked yes, with yes. sense, you yes, know, as one does. With sense. Uh, so, did you hear everything that's been going on across the pond? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to apply for that temp job. <laughs> okay, so listeners, for our listeners, isn't that how it works? Know, for our listeners, don't know this week. This literally happened yesterday. Friday. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Liz Truss, who is the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, mm -hmm. resigned after. Do you know how many days she was in office? Ninety. Forty-five. Wow. She died two days after. She died. No, she. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> she became Prime Minister two days before the Queen died. Oh wow! The last picture of Queen Elizabeth with her. was with her, because the when a new prime minister is elected, they right. have to meet the the sovereign, right. and the sovereign asks them for it's a formal, it's a right, ritual, right, right. asks them to form a government in her name, and um, so Liz Truss um, became the prime minister two days, um, or she met with the queen two right. days before she died. And she was 45 days. It is the shortest um, rule <laughs> of any prime minister in British history. Is it even shorter than the guy who got pneumonia here? No, actually, it isn't. William Henry Harrison? Uh -huh. No, that was, he was like 30-some days. <laughs> okay. Yeah, actually, let me actually double-check that. It, it was 30-some days. Short, shortest? 
U.S. presidency. Yeah, for those listeners who, I think you've told the story before, but there was a, one of our presidents, I don't remember his name right now, even though you just said it, who basically was giving his inauguration speech yeah, so, in like freezing weather and So William pneumonia? Henry Harrison died, it, it was president just for 31 days. But here's a kicker about William Henry Harrison. So this is the learn section yes, of yes. the show, everybody. So buckle up. So he was elected um, in 1841. Mm-hmm. And his election, his campaign, um, was one of the most contentious and fought out like elections up to that point in American history. Okay. The one that he won. And William Henry Harrison... For the was, record, America, we don't always have to outdo ourselves. And, and William Henry Harrison was like a very decorated... like. Um, he was uh, a war hero. A war hero. Right. Um, he was military like, guy. Uh, yes, yeah. military yeah. guy. He was an intellectual. Like he was like somebody with like credentials. Uh-huh. Well, William Henry Harrison, after this contentious, like huge election that they went at it, you know, right. um, he wins and is in, in, in. So this would have been the election of 1840. Okay. So in January of 1841. Um, a when he got inaugurated, he gave the longest inauguration speech ever. It was over two hours long. Jeez. It was like two and a half hours long. Now, here's the thing. What is the weather like in DC? Pretty cold. Pretty cold. Pretty cold. When William Henry Harrison got pneumonia. And in he, the eighteen hundreds. And from the moment that he became president to that he died 31 days later he was actually unconscious for like half of that time (laughs) of those 31 days so really he was president only for like 15 days yeah like more or less a work week right (laughs) to win an election to die 31 days later and then this lady just up and resigned so liz trust i know right (laughs) like so Liz Truss resigned. Well, do you know how that works? Mm-hmm. The, how the prime ministers resign and all that? In, no, in I, I can't say okay. I do. So, the, so again, the l- learn yes, part yes. of the show. So in, in the UK, they have a parliamentary system. Right. Right? So people elect their... The party. The party. Or they elect the representatives of parliament into the government. Mm-hmm. Right? So in parliament... There, there are several parties. There's more than one party, two parties in in England, in the UK. Um, there's a bunch of parties. Oh, I didn't know that. But usually, it's like the the two it's, big ones are like the Labour Party and the, and the Conservatives. No? Yeah, the, the, those are the Conservatives. Okay. Um, and how it works is whoever has control of the Parliament in terms of numbers picks. They have an election and amongst they, themselves. Amongst themselves, and they pick a prime minister. Okay, right. Okay. So Liz Truss was elected and, and they nominate several people. Right. Okay, and those okay. people make their case and they campaign. Um, they go on media and all that. And then eventually they have a vote and they pick a prime minister. It sounds almost like voting for like the Academy Awards. Uh, of like <laughs> you pick like nominees. Well, it's and... because it's, it's a small voting body right. that picks the winner. So you pick you pick. The prime minister. Okay. So you have now have the prime minister. So in in the UK, usually prime ministers are not voted out. Like Tony Blair, Boris Johnson. Oh, they tend to leave. Right. The great, you know, Margaret Thatcher. Right. Margaret Thatcher resigned after 11, 12 years. She okay, so that's how they leave. That's how they leave. They, 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 they usually they, they resign. resign. Okay. And they usually resign when their party 
loses the majority. Loses the, not when the party loses the majority. When their party gives them a vote of no confidence. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. So they've lost their party. Okay. Right? But usually, you know, like any, you know, similar to any American presidency, you have your highs or lows. You have moments where you're soaring. You have moments where you're right. shitting. You're on the floor. And usually, you know, your party... Well, I'm, I'm sorry, you do something to kind of turn things around. You establish faith in your party. Okay, we're going to get through this. You know, mm -hmm. whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, and people stick with you. Um, but in her particular case, they only stuck with her for 45 days. Um, wow. And what was the reason? So she, you know, you if you think things are bad here, um, you know, what people have to remember is that the economy of, of England is very, very important to the U.S. Because England, you know, people always lose their shit when I say this, but it's the truth. England is like a sister country to the U.S. It you is. know, that little country we got, you know, independence from. Right. Right. But we're still on good terms. What, what, right, what yeah. hurts in England hurts here and right. vice versa. Right. And the economies are very linked and it's very different, similar mm -hmm. cultures. And, you know, and, and, and it's two countries that really rely on each other and it's our your biggest ally mm -hmm. so what's going on over there affects, affects here us and, vice, and versa. vice versa and um if you think things are bad here our inflation here is eight something there is is like between 14 and 16 percent jeez louise yeah it's like out of hand and then the problem with the uk is that they're dealing now with everything that is happening to a lot of countries in a post-covid wor world right, yeah. coupled with brexit Oh, because that still hasn't been resolved. Brexit has not been resolved, and we're not going to get into like a whole conversation here about Brexit. Uh, but, but but the thing with Brexit is that people voted for Brexit, and then they were like, "And now, now what? what? Yeah, like okay, what about this? And what about that? And what what about you know what yeah, does no, this mean? Nobody what? thought it through. There were a lot of things that weren't th thought through. So we're going. They're going through Brexit coupled with this massive post-pandemic economy and right. post-pandemic world that we're living in, which now has a, a, a war with Russia and Ukraine. Right, like in, their, know, back, so in their backyard, like, yeah. You, I mean, it's just a lot of things at once. So their, their economy is in the shithole. So she got elected, and her big thing was taxes, mm -hmm. right? Um, she was going to soar the economy in England by cutting taxes, Right? Sort of like a trickle-down approach. Okay, got it. Right? We're going to cut taxes, especially of the wealthy, and that's going to trickle down. And right. know, everybody should have more come. money in their pocket. So once she really started um, working, because remember, she she came in office a couple of days before the queen died. Right. The queen dies. That throws everything off. Well, it throws everything off, but the whole party, the whole country stopped. For right. Two, that's like what two, I mean. Two right, right, right. It throws everything off, yeah. Right? And that, that whole... That whole scenario, that whole thing mm -hmm. lasted like two weeks. Yeah. You know, that whole... Um, it might still be happening. It, it, it might still be happening. So out of those 45 days, she really worked for like 30? 32, 33 days, right? So she, after the, 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 the queen's funeral ended... The following day, she went to like work, you if right, you will. Right, right. And a couple of days later, she... Uh, came up with this whole tax um, code. Mm -hmm. And it failed so miserably that the next day or a couple of days later, the pound, the British pound, lost so much of its value mm. that I think for a moment there was lower than the American dollar, <gasps> wow. which it never has been. No. Right? It never has been. It's always been the, the British pound has always On been. par or above? No, always above. Yeah, but I'm saying. I, at some point. At it's, the lowest. There's been points that it's almost been double. Yeah. yeah. Right? Um, 
So then that put the economy even in a bigger shithole. So there was just no turning back from that. And and she resigned. And there was like this challenge going on among the Brits. You know, the Brits and their humor. It's true. That they were like, what's going to last longer? Liz Truss or a, le- or a head of lettuce? <laughs> so the, I don't know if you saw it on, yes. on that. It was like her picture and a picture of a head of lettuce. <laughs> it's like, what's going to wilt first? And actually the lettuce won. Look at that. Lettuce won. Well, you know, it is the leafiest of the greens. Yep, yep. So that was the learn section. That was the learn section. A lot of learning in there. So that, you know, that, when I read that today, I was like, holy shit. You know, you're talking about the leader of like one of like what one of the major superpowers of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. it's like she came in, she came out, and I have to tell you that it's sort of like you know, I I I, I picture that it's it has to be sort of like the similar frustration of like being the first one voted out of American Idol. Like you know, it's like I she went through so much trouble to get elected, and like and then no forty, and then she's the short. Well, because at least with American Idol and reality competition, there always has to be a first, right? That's true, right, right, but right. She is the shortest prime minister run in all of British history. Wow. Well, that's all one, that's one way to make history. Like, let me give you here a little bit of a okay of rundown a rundown. So before her, Boris Johnson, which Boris Johnson wasn't in office that long, 2019 to 2022, okay, was 1,079 days. Before that, it was, uh, remember Theresa May? Oh, the, yes, the dancer, yes, yes. The dancer. <laughs> Theresa May was from 2016 to 2019, again, about three years. Okay. 1,107 days. Before that, it was David Cameron. Remember David Cameron? I don't remember him. You don't remember British Prime Ministers? No, I just don't remember him. David Cameron. If you I, see a picture of him, you know. No, but I feel like he came in after Tony Blair, and Tony, Tony Blair sucked all the air out of the room. Yes. So David Cameron was 2010 through 2016. He was 2000, uh, 2,256 days. Before him was Gordon Brown. Gordon Brown was 2007 through 2010, which was 1,050 days. Tony Blair was 1997 through 2007. 3,709 days. Okay. Theresa May, 45. <laughs> Ther- Ther- uh, Lisa, uh, Lisa Trust. Uh, 45. Wow. Like, Eesh. that is something that, like, oh my God. I, I mean, feel, con- I, I feel bad for I her. I feel bad for her. I mean, but, you know, congrats. You're still in the history books. Well, that is true. <laughs> I mean, can someone give her a Guinness world, world record thing? That is true. Uh, y- yes. <laughs> well, there you go. I'm I trying think, to find a positive I here. I think that the guy in the Guinness jacket... Should show up. Just show up and be like, here's, here's the a- world record for the shortest prime minister run in British history. In British history. Listen. And there will not be any other competition, so she can carry that to her grave. You know, I'm glad that there's always an upside to everything. Always a silver lining. You always have to look for a silver lining. Wow. <laughs> uh, so, I wanted to actually, because you said Boris now, I just wanted to bring something up today that, that was... It happened today, Fake Friday. Um, you know, went to an event. Uh, it was a, a rally for um, Latino Victory, which is an organization that has started by Luis Miranda, which is Lemanuel Miranda's father. And they did a whole rally today at Books and Books, and Lemanuel was there, and it was wonderful. And he he was fantastic. And this um, this other guy, uh, Mac, I want to say Maxwell Frost, I believe is his name. I feel like there's a middle name that I'm forgetting, but he's the he's running for a seat, I think, out of Orlando. Um, he would be the first Afro-Latino, Gen Z, Cuban-American person or whatever. They were all great. They were all inspirational. But that's not what I want to talk about. 
So when I was at the at this event, as I'm waiting outside to get in, I, I just I mentioned it to you briefly. You know, I was standing there talking to to our friends waiting in line. And all of a sudden, like I turn around and there's Boris Sanchez, like just walking by. I'm like, Boris? And he's like, hey, how are you? Whatever, this and that. And I just, it kind of dawned on me how we live in an age where we, quote unquote, know people. Because this is someone that we've interviewed. Mm-hmm. We've, you know, he sent us a video for our for our anniversary. You know, we've DM'd, IM'd, texted, you know, like we've, quote unquote, chatted, yeah. right? There's a we a, have a somewhat personal there's communication a, there's a, with him. right. There's a quote unquote relationship of sorts, right? But we had never met in person. Yeah, but that's very common nowadays. And I, and, I, and that's what I'm saying. It made me stop and realize, like, you know, there are so many people who I'm quote unquote friends with that I have never met in real life. Yeah, and th- and that's such a phenomenon of of it now. Is. And I know we're a podcast, so it's a little different. You know, there's always going to be people that we're never we haven't met in person because of virtual interviews and they're celebrities, but. It struck me as such a bizarre thing that's reality. And, and for example, on my personal ins- Instagram, DJBorgis19 at Instagram.com, um, I've, I've been on Instagram. I, I still think I'm newer to the group because I joined Instagram in 2015. I feel like you joined at the beginning like yeah. when it really got popular. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, or when it took off. It was what, like 2010, 2011? And so I've been on it already wow, seven years. That's crazy. And there's people that I follow that, like, I've seen their kids grow up. Right. Yeah. And, like, I've sent them messages like, oh, my God, congratulations. Your son graduated high school. You know? And you're having conversations yes, with these people. Yes. Right. Or, like, people that have passed away. Like, I remember some time ago, there was somebody whose grandmother passed away. And I sent him a, a DM. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. You know, my grandmother passed away last year. And I'm, I'm still dealing with it. And we entered into, like, this huge conversation. Yes. yes. And for, like, days we were texting each other. Like, you know, I was like, oh, are you okay? You know, because I, I understand, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And, and. You know, and you've never met. You've never met in person, but then it's like, yeah. Oh no, no, no. I have a bunch of people like that. You know yeah. that it's that it's like you because you share me in particular, and and to a certain extent too. You know, you share on Instagram or on social media what you want to share, right? Right. You know. Um, but I share, even though there's things obviously that I don't share, and I and I don't post that much anymore. But there are things that I have shared, right? right? And and those commonalities that people find, and you know, interest, yeah. even something like as that. silly as like, oh, going to see the new James Bond movie. Yeah. You know, that's trivial in the grand scheme right. of things. But people, oh my god, did you see? Right. What do you think of it? Right. right. Like, but it, when you've been on social media for X amount of years, for for years, and you follow people and they follow you, you see their lives progress. Yeah. And it's like you see them, their kids grow up. You see people they pass moved. away. You they, see they moved. Yeah. They got married. They get separated. New job they or whatever, up, yeah. you know? And you sort of share these moments yeah. with them. So it's like, yeah, no, it's it's it, it, it's really, it, it's something. That's just the reality of today. And it's just funny because, you know, we keep, it, 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 again, it was at, at that moment when I, when like, and he's the one who said it actually. Boris was like, you know, it's nice to finally meet you in person. And I was like, shit, yeah, we've never, we've never shook hands. Yeah. You know? And it just made me start to think on maybe the, you know, social media has its ups and downs. But, you know, it made me realize maybe social media is not all evil. You know, because I know that the initial... Well, social media is not all evil. Well, but the initial the initial thing of social media was that it hopefully it brings people together and it connects. And, I'm, and I kind of maybe had a a, a positive, wistful moment for, for, for a minute there where I was like, you know, maybe 
it's not all bad. You know, maybe it's because I think a lot of times, especially if we're focusing on the Twitter of it all, you know, we get sucked into like this. It's it's right. it, it's just evil and memes right. and everybody hates everybody and this and but that. Here's the thing. And it, it can I, be I, nice. I, I don't it think can those be. relationships we're talking about are relationships that are established on Twitter. Fair enough. That's <laughs> totally Instagram. Or even Facebook or if you're part Facebook. of a group that is has the same interest of comic books or whatever. Right, right, right. right and right. you're over 50... You're over 60. Well, no. So I, I'm part of a, a Facebook comic book group that everybody seems to be like 30 to 50. Right, range. but Facebook is not your main source of social media. It's Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. So I guess eventually Instagram is going to be what Facebook is For because our, of TikTok. Yeah, right, right. So whatever. And then eventually there'll be something else that'll replace TikTok. Right. Okay, so what could it be if it's not video? Maybe it's like live. It's a chip in your head. Oh. <laughs> it's Wally. No, but definitely, definitely, it's 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 sort of surreal. Yeah, because I definitely have people like that that I've been following for years that I would consider them friends. I've never met them in person, but I would consider them friends. There's people that like, well, no, a perfect example. We met the girls of uh, Alvisa. That's right. They were in they were in town this Candle week. This yeah. week. Yeah, and it we, went, we had never met them in person. Right, and meeting them, it was like, oh my god. It's you, yeah. you know, like yeah. There was already know. like three years of friendship meeting right. them in person, and, you know. And I, I've talked to them, like oh, that's right, yeah, yeah. You know, I've like talked to them about things, <laughs> right, right? right? And we had never met in person, yeah. you know. And you know, a lot of times people like text me, like, "Hey, I know you know about this. Like, right. do you know how to do this?" And I'm like, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so. Depends if I like you enough. Okay, so. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Everybody knows the holidays can be a time of great joy and togetherness with the food, parties, and family. But they can also be a time that causes us to feel anxiety, stress, or even depression. And let's face it, having your tia tell you que cambias la cara during dinner doesn't exactly help. What you need, and maybe your tia también, is a gift to yourself. The ability to speak with a professional about your experiences. Enter BetterHelp. A customized online therapy provider, BetterHelp offers therapy options that align with your time via phone, video text, or even live chat sessions with a certified therapist. BetterHelp's customized approach matches you with a therapist in under 48 hours based on your needs and creating the opportunity to help you better understand yourself. And as a special offer for Pero Let Me Tell You listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash Pero. It's already more affordable than in-person therapy, and now you can save on your first month. There's even a gifting option if you'd like to help someone you care about understand the benefits of therapy in their life. We should all have a happy holiday season, and BetterHelp has helped millions take the first step in that path. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Pero. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast and this episode. I found out something today, actually yesterday, that blew my mind. What happened? Like, it was so funny because I had just dropped off 
Tristan in school. So I was coming back home. So I had parked the car and I still have not gotten off the car. And I'm glad that I wasn't really driving because I would have driven off the road. What happened? Do you know that Cookie Monster has a first name? What? I'm glad that I'm telling you and I'm glad that this is happening on air. This face is why we should do video. Cookie Monster has a name. A first name. And you're never going to guess what the name is. Oh, I, I have no... I it's Sid. Sid? His name is Sid. So his name is Sid Monster? It's Sid. And it's actually been hiding in plain view. Because a few years ago, he had a song where he's like, When I was a little cookie monster, before I was cookie monster, I was Sid. And nobody had caught on to it. And then the song went viral. Wait a minute. His first name is Sid. And I'm even going to show you the okay, screen. I, I mean, I don't think His you're lying to me. What? I, oh, my God. My whole life is a lie. In a song in 2004 and later in an interview in 2017. 2004? Cookie in 20, 2004 and in a later interview in 2017, Cookie Monster revealed his real name is Sid. I love that. <laughs> that might be my favorite part of this article. That Cookie Monster in a 2017 interview. Yes. Re- like he had to sit down with Oprah. Yes. Like, <laughs> Me want cookie. I suggest his preferred food is cookies. Uh, although he obviously eats anything. I've told you. Wait a minute. Okay, wait, wait. I feel like I have questions about this. Okay. Okay. Now, obviously this is official Jim Henson, you know, canon and whatever. But was his name always Sid? I think it. Or is this a case of like... Before he was, because sometimes Muppets do go through, and here we are talking about Muppets, they do go through an evolution where like a Muppet will start off as kind of one, like Elmo. The Elmo we know now, the puppet, the, the Muppet itself didn't start off that way. So sometimes the, the, the Muppets kind of evolve into the current character right. we know. So is this a case of the <laughs> no, character started off as Sid funny. and became Look at this headline, because I'm showing you a headline, listeners. Look at, read the headline. Well, that's what Sesame Street fans lose it after finding out the Cookie Monster's real name. What? I'm telling you, I was—I had just parked the car. How did you find this out? On Elvis Duran. Well, he finally did something useful. And I was like, wait! I immediately, the moment he said that, I—I I wasn't driving. I, I started looking it up, and I'm like, I was so many days old, so many years old. Hours at that point. Like I felt like the skies like moving and fast, like fast, Sid. and like I felt I had like that tunnel hearing you hear. I'm like. Wait, there's like my life before this and my life after. Cookie Monster has a name. Mega them free and blanco. So, listeners, this is the other learned part of the section. <laughs> wow. Yep, yep. Me I, name I, Sid. I mean, again, do you know me? Do you know me name is Sid? But me still like to be called <laughs> Cookie Monster. Okay. And then somebody responds, I never knew with the blown head emoji. <laughs> I've told you, we've talked about it here on the show. And you know that I'm not Mr. Comic or like you and all that. But I've told you, when especially Miss Piggy and Kermit, when they go on like The View, to me, that is a regular guest like any other guest. Because they are. Like to me, Miss Piggy has a dressing room. They are. (laughs) They are. Listen, when we interviewed Sonia, Sonia Manzano, Maria from Sesame Street, like she told us, she's like, when the celebrities go on the show... They're talking to the Muppet. Yeah. There's a whole puppeteer underneath there and everything. And she's like, no, no. They don't acknowledge these people. They are speaking to mm-hmm. Elmo, Cookie, you know, Abby, whoever it is. She's like, 
It is the Muppet. You're not gonna come and tell me that Miss Piggy is not her own entity. Hell no. Like I, I don't need to know what's under. I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. Ignorance is bliss. It's Miss Piggy. It's Miss Piggy. It's Miss Piggy. <laughs> it's Miss Piggy. And she will tell you <laughs> if you didn't know. <laughs> that's fine. Like I, because you know, you know why I mentioned like the view because that's like an interview show, right? Right. That's right, not right. like a funny, you know. No, they're sitting at a table. They're sitting. At a table. Yeah. <laughs> so to me, it's like if they had freaking I don't know like, Michelle Pfeiffer, like oh, yes. right. Oh, <laughs> like if they had Michelle Obama, right? On the show, it's like they have Miss Piggy, they have Miss Piggy and Kermit, and they're talking about their new projects, right? As, they, as, as, as any celebrity, as would. any celebrity, do they're going to go mm-hmm. plug in their new project or their new special? And they're gonna talk about they were how they were making it and the, you know how they the concept behind the that. scenes you know yeah. drama and like, everything. I don't, yes. I don't. It's so funny because again, I'm, I'm, I would, I would guess that more in you, right? But in me, like not as much. But with when it comes to the Muppets, nope. To me, they're real. Like, I mean, I'll tell you when I went to the Museum of the Moving Image, uh, I think it was like two years ago or a year ago. They had a, a whole Jim Henson exhibit, and like when I saw those Muppets in front of me, that they are the actual Muppets that were used at. The studio, which is like right across the street from that museum, I got I got misty eyed. Yeah. Like yeah, maybe yeah. like I I was like, oh my god, these that, are that's like these are the Muppets. That's like you know me. I'm like totally like I don't believe in any something unless you show me proof. You know, I'm that right. person. But when these magicians start doing all this stuff, I'm like, I believe it. You believe I don't, I don't, you believe Copperfield. To me, when I see magic, I don't know. I At I, mean, that I, level. I, I guess there's two groups, right? There's two train of thoughts. Yeah. There are the people that watch it for entertainment and don't want to ask questions. Right. Like, I don't want to ask questions. I want to be like amazed, right? You want to believe the magic is I'll real. I'll never forget that in the 90s, it was sometime in the 90s while I was wearing cool water, David Copperfield had a special on TV. Because he the Statue to, of Liberty one? No, it wasn't the Statue of Liberty one. It was, this was like, this was either late 80s or early 90s. It was probably like early 90s because I had recorded it, right? He had some special because remember that David Copperfield was very like exotic and seductive. Yes, he was all right, guy. right. He was like magical seduction. And there was like a lot of wind. And right. The women always had like a long flowing hair with the magical the seduction dresses. should be another yeah. perfume. <laughs> magical, <laughs> magical seduction by Britney Spears. A new yes, Britney that's Spears a new Britney Spears, Spears fragrance. Um, anyway, um, and I remember there was something that he was like on a train. Okay. And then on the screen, it, 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 there was like. I don't know, 18 cards. Okay. And then he would tell you, like, pick a card, you mm-hmm. know, um, go for, like, did you pick the caboose? Did you pick that? And then at the end, he figured out what card, what, because, like, it was cards. It was, like, 18 cards, and each card was, like, of a part of the train. Okay. Like, the caboose, the dinner card. But it was it was the people at home that were selecting right, the card. Right. right. So and the viewers you, were. Right. You would, like, touch the screen or whatever. Okay, I picked this one. Right. Obviously, it's an algorithm. Right. Right? Before we knew what that was. But I, re- yes. <laughs> but I remember watching it and be like, oh my God. <laughs> but how? Like, how? I don't ask any questions. I don't need That's to know. Like, to this day, to this day, the most simple of them all, the cutting the woman in half in the box, I don't know how they do it. And I don't want to know. And that is like, you know, magician. That's 101. Eight, yeah. 101. That's yeah, like yeah. what you learn, you know, the first hour of the first day <laughs> of magician school. How to cut the lady in the box. What a fun school. Right. I know, right? <laughs> oh my god, how what do what do you have to do to fail? <laughs> cut well, the woman for real. <laughs> 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 that's one test you don't want to fail oh, talk the about, subject talk, does not want oh, you to fail that talk test. about an insurance policy yeah <laughs> Pero ya 
magic is fun. That's like, I know you don't care for David Blaine, but when David Blaine does those card tricks, because David Blaine's whole shtick. All right. Before he would be in a box or yeah, that's the thing. It's like now he doesn't do magic. He just but those like I remember he had that special street magic that Leonardo DiCaprio hosted. Yeah, yeah. he was wearing like an olive green T shirt. They aired that special for like twenty years. Yeah, still running. You know, Um, they still air it. You know, they still still air it in the Philippines after Mighty Mod. (laughs) That he would just go around doing simple magic trips with cards, and I'd be like, but wow, like yeah, no, the magic he does now is not magic. He does the same thing that Total Swinton does. He lives in a box. He lives in a box. (laughs) That's not magic. There was one that he was like standing on a pole for like I don't know a year. Like, yeah, like that. I was like, wow, such balance. How is he eating? How is he peeing? Does, like you have a oh uncatete. Yeah. <laughs> what you do in the name of magic? <laughs> Wait, it's, it's a David Copperfield. Who is he married to? He was married to Claudia Schiffer. Uh, of course, he was married to Claudia. Schiffer. Well, that's what happens with magical seduction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Of course he was married to Claudia, to, you know, one of the top supermodels. Magical Seduction by David That's Copperfield. Like, I don't know why I found so funny, like, we're taking it back, that Linda Evans was married to Yanni. They were never actually married. Oh, well, they were together They were together for, for ever, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's so, like, yep, she would go out with Yanni. Yeah. yeah. He's playing the pan flute, and she's putting on that weird mask. Yeah. And there's wind. There's, there's a lot of wind. I, yes, there's a lot it's, of... This is very Diana Ross-esque. Yes. Right? There's a lot of open wind windows source. with lots of wind curtains. Source. Billowy wind curtains. Wind source. Speaking of Diana Ross, <laughs> this is the second episode that we're going to talk about Diana Ross. The other day on YouTube, I don't know why. I don't know why. The, you know, in the suggested stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, because nothing that I had looked up was in any way, shape, or form remotely associated with Diana Ross. Okay. I got a suggestion for Diana Ross. Actually, you know what? I do know why, because I was looking at hotels in Las Vegas. <laughs> um, because I like to look at videos okay. of, like, the resorts in right, Las right, Vegas. Right, right. And they opened up a resorts world now, which is, like, the, yes. the most expensive, whatever. That's yeah, not yeah. the point. Um so that's actually, I think, why. So she has a residency in the Encore. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, she has it. But it's one of these residencies. Like going to Brittany. Right, that she does like five shows and she goes away for like nine months. Right. And then she does another five shows. <laughs> and But I have a residency right, in the Encore. Right, 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 And I was like, why not? I just put it on for like a minute. Right. And it was like her coming out. Literally coming out to I'm coming out. The right? opening. This is the opening. Yes, the opening. And she has like feathers upon feathers <laughs> upon feathers. Feathers upon feathers. And I'm like, that's Di- that's Diana Ross's that is Diana entrance. Ross. That's the Diana Ross experience. Yeah, I mean, you did you need, see Diana Ross if there you wasn't need a lot like, of feathers and what is it, chiffon? And lots of lots of tulle, lots of like, like yes. lots of lots of uh, boas and wind. And yes, and like, oh, yeah, porque ella no baila. She just does a lot of hand movements to move things around. Right, and she needs a wind source, right. as we've discussed for the boas and the hair. In, uh, some and, episodes right, ago, right. she needs a wind source so right. her. Mountains of feathers and tool can move, and that's what dances. That's true. That I'm, I'm like, still upset about COVID canceling her tour because I had tickets for Diana Ross. Yes, we were gonna go see Diana Ross yeah. here in Miami. Yeah. So if you're if, if listeners, if you're uh, not busy, look up Diana Ross in the encore. Like it's funny, book it. Ella sale. It's the equivalent of like kids when it's a snow day. You put on like 25 layers on like, them, like and, Ralphie in a and Christmas they, story. They can't move. It's like similar to that. Okay. Different but similar. That it's like, but Diana Ross, like <laughs> between the big hair and the 25 pounds of like, dude, like, like you have to be like, 
She eventually takes it off. I would hope so. No human can do a whole show with that. <laughs> Not off. even Diana Ross can yeah. can you know take that much weight for the entire. There's nothing of a better show. than her song with Julio Iglesias. That cheesy shit. It's like it's catnip. All, it's catnip all of you, for us. Like it's like it's catnip. We love us a cheesy. You know that borders on peluqueria rock. All of you. Yeah. That is peluqueria. That is peluqueria rock. rock. Right. I miss Julio Iglesias. Maybe one day he'll invite us on his plane to eat fried chicken. <laughs> you know that Maluna, Maluma redid that picture. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't. I had never seen that picture before. Oh, no. So, listeners, if, if you don't know what we're talking about, a few months ago or like a year ago, Maluma took a picture in his private jet, as one does, with drinking me wine, drinking wine with a bucket of Kentucky fried chicken. And when I saw that picture, I was like, this is odd. This is very like, specific. And then when you scrolled, it was because in the 80s at some point, Julio Iglesias took a picture in his private jet. But you know the thing is that Julio Iglesias looked candid, right? Well, of course, Having, right. You know, Julio Iglesias and his, you know... I think he's like in a tank top because he's, he, he's, he's not even like formally dressed. Yeah, no, no, he's not in his top. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, no, he's very casual yeah. with uh, wine, uh, dr- with his Kentucky Fried Chicken bucket but the difference is that the uh, what i noticed is that the Julio Iglesias picture también tenía una tortilla española oh i didn't <laughs> right, notice that right which is on brand oh for sure yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, yeah on brand yeah. so i mean he's my whole being paella because you know <laughs> you know that i think that one day we should just have an episode where we invite people over and we have paella <laughs> But the entire episode is just us telling people not to be late. Don't be late to the no paella. Paella. That's the whole paella. episode. The whole episode is just anunciando la paella. You know that that's one of those things that when you said that, it was one of those moments I'd say, oh my God, that's so true. Like, that's so true. And it doesn't happen for any other type no. of party food. Nobody says, no llegues de la lasaña. Right. <laughs> oh no, Imperial. Uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> right. No, it's the, which is the same thing as a paella, really, at the end of the day. No, it's paella. It's like I've had rice and chicken before. I'm good. I'm positive. Because I'm, I'm telling fine. you, the thing about paella, especially here in Miami, it's part of the song and dance. When they bring the thing. When they bring the thing the and then big they ass put casuela. The, the big ass, you know, that pan that you could land a helicopter in, you know, and with Diana Ross in it. With, yes. <laughs> With her flowing <laughs> garments, um, that you know, they start adding all the stuff, and people are like, "Ooh, uh, don't say, I've told you, esa paella siempre está desabrida. It needs more salt and pepper because they're making it for like twenty five thousand people, <laughs> so you can't season it correctly. <laughs> and then, I'm, and then, and then when it's seafood paella, mentira, that a real seafood paella for a party of you know six people. Un dineral, so yeah. ahí le ponen dos o tres camarones, you know. <laughs> Oh my god. Like yes. And peas. Lots no, no, of peas. No. And you know the problem with mulo de pollo? <laughs> Constructing una paella. The problem with mulo de pollo in la paella. Is that, yeah, no, no, el mulo de pollo. You're not frying it. You're not putting it in the oven. So it's like they make yeah. it in the And then you're just cooking it in its own then, juices. Right. And it's not like un pollo a la chorrera, un pollo, arroz con pollo. Right. That you cook it, you slow right. cook it no. in there. Like it's not cooked, it's cooked, but it's not cooked with the one shrimp with the unseasoned rice, and that's the paella. So, as you can guess, Bimbam Pollo will never have a paella dish. 
we will not be expanding into the paella territory. Probably not. No. More or or well, that. or we could make like a kick-ass paella, like like paella wings. <laughs> because I've had, because I've had. Do you know how like the real paella is? I, so the real paella, paella comes from Valencia. Right. So the right. real authentic Valencia, yeah, yeah. paella is a paella valenciana. Right. Right. And that's done in like um, a, a crate um, in the um, clay, 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 clay pots. Clay pots, yeah. Like, um, why am I blanking out on like the Like una olla de presión, pero una de presión. No, 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 those <laughs> clay... Um, Dude, where they make, uh, like, what they make, uh, creme brulee in. Um, uh, a ramekin. A ra- like a ramekin, but of clay. Okay. Right? That's like a size of a dish. Okay. So there's where you cook the paella. And then the whole thing with paella, especialmente la paella valenciana, is that the bottom, because you're you're doing it in, like, a coal oven or right. whatever, in, in the bottom, the rice is supposed to get crispy. And it's supposed oh, so to be rapita. The rapita is supposed to be like a layer. Imagine like a unison layer, like a pie rapita. crust, like a pie crust. Yes, okay. that is the paella. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, it's super delicious. That sounds great. It is super delicious. See, I'll show up early if you tell me it's that. Right, pero se pollo sacochado marrón. I'm sorry if any of our listeners are in the pie, the mobile the paella, pie, yeah, the mobile paella 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 industry. Industry. We wish you all the luck in the world yes. and hope you get lots of business. Yes. And don't get me wrong, if I go to one of these parties, oh, I'm just not a, I'm just not getting there early. Right. If, if I go to one of these parties and they have paella, I'm not I'll, I'll eat the paella. paella. I'll eat the paella. I'm just know? not getting there three hours before it's done. I'm not running a red light to get right, to the paella. Right, right. That's what we're saying. <laughs> that is what we're saying. It's funny now. We're talking about the paella. You, you said some word there that made me think of... Welcome um, to Pero Let Me Tell You, who talks about Diana Ross and paella <laughs> yes. in the same story. <laughs> Those are our favorite topics. Um, no, so, you know, esta semana había un poquitico de frío. And so the other day I went to La Palma to go get churros because that's what you do. Now, when I say un poquito de frío, it was like in the 60s, which is chilly. It was like 68. No, no, it was like 64. Oh, excuse me. A whole four degrees less. Okay, so it's chilly, but it's not cold, right? Mm -hmm. There was a lady. Of course. There was a lady next to me. Who just kept talking about like, I because apparently online it says La Papa closes at eleven, but they were actually closing at ten or whatever. So she kept saying like, you know, pero cómo van a cerrar si todo el mundo viene para churros con esta friedad que hace y esta friedad y esta friedad. You would I, I just thought I just kept thinking of her. I'm like to hear her speak like we're standing in the midst of a blizzard. Oh yeah. To get the churro and it's like I was in shorts. <laughs> My, I wasn't sure, and she didn't feel that hot. I think the day it's that like she was, was over the you know, coldest was Wednesday of this week. Yeah, that's when it was in the high sixties, yeah. mid to high sixties. My mother called me, and she's like, "El niño fue abrigado a la escuela." And I'm like, "No, el niño fue en chore." <laughs> Ay, Darien, pero ¿cómo tú vas a mandar el niño a la escuela sin abrigo con el, con el frío que hay, Darien? Con, con la frienda que hay. I'm like, he'll be okay. He lives in this house. He'll be fine. You know what? You make a good point. It wasn't colder outside than it is inside. I say that as somebody whose teeth are bordering on chattering right now. You know what I'd like to think how cold my house is? A meat okay. locker? So, you know, like in some supermarkets or at like 7-Eleven or something, sometimes the beer, they have it in the cold storage in the back. I'm going to go in yes. and get it. I'm going to yeah. second that notion. I, yes. think it's, I think maybe those are like two or three degrees a little, two or three degrees under. Only because they have to have a certain amount of frost right. on, on the bottles. But it co- my house comes pretty close. And I'm very proud of that. You could, tr- it would take very little to get you there. Yes. Yes. I, I've told you, when I read, like says, you know, FDA says that. 
meat should not be left outside for more oh. than two hours. I'm like, that's in other people's houses. In my house, a week. In my house, it could be out for like two days, and it won't get It'll bad. Be fine. It'll be fine. It'll you be will be not bad. get any salmonella. I promise you. I promise you yeah. it'll be yeah, just no, as good. Yeah, my like super concerned. Right, and then you know the problem is, and this used to happen to us. In the morning, I threw them in the Oh, my God. And then you go to pee. And, and you're, you're dying. dying. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 no. Right. I'd rather, you know, that means you could have a jacket with a zipper. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> that's not the point right <laughs> that's now. Not that's point. not the point. All right. That's not the point of the story we're telling today. We're Can not you imagine? Because, I mean, well, we weren't alive when this happened. But I think it was like in 19... 19- 76, 1977, when, the fraud, when, it, when snowed. it snowed in Miami. Can, you know, but back then Miami was a much smaller city. Right, right, right. Can you imagine if that happened now? It would, well, it would be like when it, when it snowed a couple years back in Atlanta. Right. That everything, I, that everything stopped. No, no, because that's how excited we are. It could be a flurry and the world would stop here. Right, but when it snowed in Atlanta a few years ago, that time, I, I know mm-hmm. which time you're talking about. It, it actually did snow and, I, and it was a big deal. It was a very big deal. But in Atlanta, it's, it's colder than it is here. Right. Right, um, even though they're not an Arctic city, um, it is colder than it is here. But here now, especially with the amount of people here now, like I think people would probably like go to the hospital for like emotional distress, like trauma. Like people don't know how to drive when it rains. They don't know. How, yeah. They don't so know now how. let's let's freeze that. Right. No. No. <laughs> let's no. make that a solid. Yes. <laughs> Can you imagine people dealing with black ice? Oh, that would be kind of fun though. It, it would it would it would provide great fodder for the podcast. I mean, yes, and anecdotally, yes, it would be great for us. Yeah, but I don't think I'd want to be out there. Yeah, like birds will fall from the sky. Dead. Oh no! Oh, the lizards, the, the iguanas, the iguanas. <laughs> well, they don't die, right? No, they don't die. They because they're cold blooded, so they basically just freeze. And then once it gets warmer, they get. You know that I immediately thought of that happening to one of our friends, and I think you can imagine which one of our friends. Yes. <laughs> It'd be kind of funny. It would be great. It's like one of those moments like, where's my camera phone? <laughs> like, wow. I could see that happening to her. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I got to tell you, if I hear for you all thump and I see an iguana, because I'm not, I'm, I'm really not afraid of any animal. No, but that's just not your first thought. No, but I'm not reptile friendly. Like, I've had friends or family members have mm-hmm. iguanas as pets. And I'm like, they're, they're good over there. My youngest nephew has one. I'm like, they're good over there. Like, they're good. Like, you know. Um, I'll be like, what was that that just hit me? <laughs> it's well, that's iguana. what I'm saying. You're not going to assume that it's an iguana that fell out of the sky. Ugh. Not like they fly. <laughs> There's so many iguanas yeah. on 112 by the, here in Miami, on 112 and, um, and Miller Road, on the, where the little bump is. Yes. That they live by the bridge. Yeah. It's like they go there to suntan. Oh, what else are they going to do? <laughs> well. And I'm like, Iguanas hide. They're you hunting know, you. They're not going to many paella parties. No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. As I'm scrolling through the news here, um, there's there's an article here that says, Ever had a bad case of chicken pox? If you're under 30, probably not. Thanks to the vaccine. Well, no shit. Like, yeah, I, t- I told you that, that I had an aha moment. This was actually when Tristan was younger that I was like, wait, people don't get chicken. Pox people don't anymore. get chicken pox anymore. And like chicken pox was such a big part of like our lives yeah. because I had chicken pox when I was really small. So I don't remember having chicken pox. But I remember in school, it'll be like, oh, so and so's out. They're out for the week. They're yeah. out for two weeks. They got yeah. the chicken pox. 
Like yeah. that was such a thing growing up in the eighties, and now it's like. But now, but now people are getting it older. What is it? I can't shingles. Remember. Shingles. Thank you. Yeah. So now people get shingles instead of right. chicken pox. Right. No, they're a la china. No, they're a la china. What type of racist shit is that? Where did that come from? That in Spanish they call it la china. I don't know. Mira, I don't understand. Because you know what? La china is chicken pox, but in Puerto Rico, china is orange juice. So you know what? I don't know. Do you know what my favorite Spanish disease name is? La rubiola. No, chico. (laughs) Even better. La papera. Oh, that sounds dirty. La papera. (laughs) That sounds like a section on Pornhub. Hold on, let's let's look. This is that up. mumps? Is it the mumps? Who gets well, the mumps? because because la papera is this is this area under your under your chin, right? That's la papera. So I would imagine because mumps is a swelling of your the mumps. Yeah. Okay, who gets the mumps nowadays? I don't think that's a good question. I don't even know how you would get the mumps. Is that contagious? It is. The mumps contagious disease causing painful swelling at the sides of the neck and face. La papera. La papera. <laughs> but in Spanish, it's like, ay, fulano tiene, tiene la, la papera. papera. All I know about the mumps is that in cartoons, whenever people had the mumps, they always had a like a, a scarf tied uh-huh. around their head. So I don't know if to just hold it up. I don't know what would happen with the mumps. Who gets the mumps? Like, I don't know. Is there a vaccine for that? I don't know. Oh, you know what's another Probably good one? You like know what's another good one in plague. Spanish? Sarampion. Sarampion. That's, Sa- and that's just like a rash. That's the measles. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I thought, wait. A rash is... Eh... Un sapullido. Sapullido. That's another good one. Sapullido. Sapullido, sarampion, y papera. <laughs> that's why everything in Spanish is more like dramatic. It's more like, fuck this. Like Those are the worst wise men names ever. <laughs> I love English translation of papera. <laughs> and you know what's funny? That you would think that papera is like a slang. Slang name, yeah. No. It's not like the actual medical term. No. Like you imagine going to a doctor all serious and be like Doctor. Doctor. And Tengo like, la, papera. la papera. La papera. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. You have the papera, <laughs> but even in English, it's, not, it's I mean, in English, it sounds stupid, like, like the, the mumps, the mumps, like mumps. They have the mumps. That sounds like something you get, like if you hit your knee on the coffee table. <laughs> <laughs> you know that growing up, okay? Did you ever watch? And I'm sure our listeners can relate to this. Well, especially if they're a certain age, like. And whatever videos or whatever of like kids going to the doctor's office, right. when they would check your reflexes, that they would hit oh, your the knee. little mallet, yeah, the little mallet that would hit your knee, yeah, and then the kid's knee would go like the, the like, like, like a rock hat. That never happened to me. Like my no. thing barely moved. I don't even know if they tested my reflexes. <laughs> like, who the who kicks like that? Dina Lohan. <laughs> <laughs> who kicks like that? That's like what doctor used to put that thing on their head? The the light? Yeah. The 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 Yeah, that that's metal what, thing. But that's what that metal thing was. It was supposed to be a light so it would reflect so that when they were looking in your in your throat, it yeah. would reflect off of that and you know You know probably why bad. they couldn't because I can't open my mouth very Oh, so wide. they weren't gonna waste yeah. their time. Yeah. yeah, I could barely like whatever. <laughs> They're like, you know what, he's fine. <laughs> That's like you know me, I can barely open my eyes. Like when people are like, open your eyes. Actually I went to the optometrist yeah, how do you this put week. Drops in? I, I went to the optometrist this week and then she was like, Open your eyes and I'm like, I'm opening them. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> this is as big as it's gonna get. He opens kids. up a little wider, and I'm like, oh, I'm like Tom, 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 <laughs> Tom with the tape, you know, from Tom and Jerry when he puts the tape on. <laughs> But that did happen to me. She's like, okay, you open up a little wider. I'm like, I didn't say it to her, but I'm thinking, I'm as wide as I can. This like, is it, sweetheart. Like, that's it. We're not going any bigger. <laughs> I, all this Palmetto talk has made me thirsty. Uh, is, it time, is it time for the last soda it's pop? It's time for the last soda. Who do you have? Oh, wait. Before we get into that, actually, just because I'm looking at the grimace that, that I got you from the, yes. the, the Happy Meal, the adult Happy Meal yes. toys. I actually have a story regarding my eyes getting checked. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Have you seen how much those things are going for on eBay? Yeah, I have. But are they still available at McDonald's? No. They're no longer available. Okay, twenty thousand dollars. Well, what do you mean twenty thousand dollars? For a, for the freaking like the grimace and the the, the 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 whole set. No. One or two, like unopened. Okay, so the grimace that we're looking at here yes. that you brought me, that it has two sets of eyes, which I'm not sure why they did it with two sets of eyes. Because of the it, the collaboration with these toys was with um, Cactus Jack Flea Market, and they're like one of these funky brands, and that's kind of their shtick with, okay, with their characters. So the other day, we were in an optometrist. They mm-hmm. dilated my pupils. Okay. So when I got home, I couldn't really, you know, when they dilate yeah, yeah, your yeah, pupils. You, you're you, useless, yeah. You can't see. Yeah. Like everything is like blurry. When I looked at that grimace, because it has double eyes, I'm like, oh my god, that thing has like 20 <laughs> eyes looking at me. Like, did your triple whatever kick in? Being my because... triple phobia. Bueno, soda time. All right, so should I go first or you go yeah, first? Yeah, you go first. All right. Um, so I'm going to keep mine very short and sweet. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I, I went to an event that was hosted by uh, Lim Manuel Miranda and his father Luis Miranda, and so I'm just gonna give my last soda to them. Um, I did not know actually that his father is like this tremendous like activist, um, just you know in in, in terms of. Um, political activist, but also Latino representation, and you know his son is obviously taking up the mantle. And I just wanted to give it to them because they're they're clearly two guys who are are, are using their their fame. I mean, leveraging more of Lin Manuel's obviously um, to just really do good in the community. Like I didn't know he was a middle school teacher until today when he said it. You know, before he became Lin Manuel Miranda, and you know they're always trying to represent the Latino community. Sometimes they do better than other times and we've had these conversations before um but you know they're they're not just sitting back on their laurels and they're really trying to get out there and get out the vote and you know ensure that everybody's voice is heard especially in the latino community which as we know is not a monolith Mm -hmm. but um yeah so i just wanted to give it to them you know they they came down here today and i know that they're kind of doing a little bit of a whirlwind tour now with the midterm elections but um i'm always a supporter of of people who are in a position of power that are putting their money where their mouth is um and really giving back to the community so short and sweet nice nice (laughs) it's funny because you told me the other day oh are we gonna go see uh lmm and i'm like who i was thinking like llc i'm like who needs an llc (laughs) yes we're opening up another company because we don't have enough with two so i'm going to give my soda to this is gonna you're gonna be like what but sid yes sid the cookie cookie monster i am going to give my last soda to a ship the Carnival Ecstasy. The Ecstasy? Yes, I am. Okay. And there's a reason why. So, 
This week, uh, so the Carnival Ecstasy, uh, many of you listeners are going to know exactly what I'm talking about. The Carnival Ecstasy was uh, a, a, a cruise a ship from Carnival that specifically it it um, was home ported here in Miami mm-hmm. from about 1991 to like the like 2005 2006. It was here for a really long time uh, before it was ported somewhere else. And no, it was it was. Before 2005, because it made the trek to California while I was working at Carnival. Which was? I started working at Carnival in like 2001. I was there for about six years. Okay, so it was here, but, yeah. but, but, but it was here for a while. Oh, no, no, it was yeah, here yeah, for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it actually, it did its last sailing um, a few days ago. And it was it was home ported in, in Mobile, Alabama, for like the last few years, yeah. and it's did it, it it did its last sailing a few a few days ago, and it's being sold. It got sold for scrap. Oh wow! They're gonna scrap it, but before they scrap it, it was here in Miami for the past few days, because uh, it was here in the port of Miami because they were like mm-hmm. taking out stuff right, and right. whatever. And I actually went to see it. I went to see you it did? twice. I went to see it twice. I went to see it. On Wednesday, and I went to see it on Thursday. So on Wednesday, I, I hear Miami, we're very fortunate. I think one of the most beautiful areas of Miami is when you're taking the highway and to your left, you have the islands, and to your right, you have the Port of Miami. And on a day that, like on a bright day where all the cruise ships are there, it's really a sight to be seen. It's very beautiful. Yeah. And um, it was there. So I, I actually on wednesday i parked my car along the road and i took several pictures of it but on thursday it actually i found out i i did a lot of searching when it was gonna leave miami and it's it was leaving miami to turkey where it's gonna be be scrapped um when it was leaving miami and i found out that it was leaving thursday at five so i went to the port oh wow i went to actually south beach to the pier oh to see south, where, south and i recorded all of it and there were a bunch of people there recording it i wasn't the only crazy one. Oh wow there were a, yeah because there's a lot of video blogs that's true about cruises and all that and so i w- i recorded i took a bunch of pictures and all that but the reason why i was giving the last soda like i really thought about this that ship I remember that ship when it came out. It was like a big deal. Yeah, I was like, I, oh my god! I, I took a cruise on that ship. My first, my first real cruise was on the Ecstasy. Yeah. When I mean real cruise, I mean because before that, I've been on Sea Escape, and that's <laughs> right. That's the one day cruise to the Bahamas. See. That's not a real. That's not a real cruise. cruise. Was on the Ecstasy, and I was thinking like, like they gave the stats now five point five million people sailed on it. Wow, that's a lot of people. Um, it, it was it was on the Carnival fleet for 31 years. And, it, you know, people are probably thinking, like, oh, my God, why are you making such a big deal about a ship? I'm, like, really into ships. Yeah. It's, like, a big thing for me. But the reason why is because <clears throat> so many quinceañeras, like, no, seriously, had their I, did, I didn't think this was on, where I did, it was going. Had on that ship. And I was no, thinking, you're right. I was thinking, like, so many people had so... So many like memorable moments of their life around that around weddings around that ship, and what really got me thinking was that, and and this is where like the immigrants and all that experience comes in. Like I remember being a kid, and my parents couldn't afford to take me and my brother on vacations that we wanted, you know, like on real vacations that we wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know your situation was a little bit different. Like, you went to Hawaii and all right. that. But, you know, my parents was my parents 
came to this country with two kids and right. you know like so many people they, yeah my parents grew up here they had odd jobs and you know my dad had three jobs at one point and all that and they couldn't give us the the vacation that we wanted and mm -hmm. i remember going to disney when i was like seven years old and it was like eight or nine of us in a cutlass supreme which i still don't know how that happened cuban ingenuity but the point is i remember going on this ship and thinking like oh my god we can do this now right right and i think that that happened to so many people because going on a cruise especially back then it was an affordable way to travel and to bring your family but i feel that there was a certain there was still an event there was a certain thing like i could afford to take my family on a cruise it wasn't gonna break the bank right but it was okay this is better than staying at the days in for two days 20 of us cramped in a room <laughs> Right? You know, because that's what so many yeah, of us yeah, would yeah, do. Yeah. And, and and I feel that that's for a lot of people, like, going on these ships, like... Well, you this know. was also back when cruising still had that air of glamour to it, too. Yes. So you were taking una vacacione. Right. You know, but, but, it, but, it carried but, weight. But I mean that it was like, oh, my God, we're going on a cruise. Right, like, right. Like, that's something that, like, you never thought you were going to be able to do. And now right. I feel it's, it's like, something everybody does. And, and, right. and it's so, like, second, you know, to some people, it's such second nature. But back then, it was like... Oh my God, like I never thought right. we would be able to go on a cruise. Right. You know, and the back then the ecstasy was state of the art. It was like, oh yes, my sir. God. Um, so I just thought like I, I really thought it like a big full circle thing about it that I'm right. like, this this ship probably meant so much for so many people. Because I remember that's how I felt when I went on it. You know, I was probably like 13 or 14. I remember thinking, like, oh my God, like a few years ago, we were sleeping 20 of us. I mean, I remember when we used to go to Naples and my parents used to sleep on, um, it wasn't air mattresses. It was uh, pool floaties. Oh, wow. Like the little things yeah, yeah, you yeah, float yeah, in yeah, the yeah. pool, the yeah. little. Yeah, the, the mattresses. But yeah. The, but the pool mattress. That's yeah. what we'd sleep on. It would be like, I'm not kidding, like 10 of us in one I room. I believe you. You know, the Vanderbilt in, in, in uh, Naples. <laughs> and it's like, I remember thinking like, we're going on a cruise. Like, oh my God. Exciting. Yeah. Like, but you know. It, it, it was just, it was nice, and um, it was just, it, it was really sad. It was, it was really, really sad because, like, you know, it's like that. It's like anything else. Like certain buildings, certain things, just have so many memories for so many people. And you know, so I wanted to give my last soda to the Carnival Ecstasy. Well, that's a good one. Yeah. Do you know who the Godmother of the Ecstasy is? My gut says Kathy Lee. Gifford. Of course it's okay. Kathy Lee. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because you know what? I feel that of all the ships of like the fantasy yeah. class, the ecstasy was the most popular one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It like, was like the sure. one that made the mist. The, 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 the one of, in Miami, it was the, the ecstasy and the imagination. I feel that half oh, of Miami sailed on the ecstasy and the imagination. I like, did it. I did a, a uh, an exchange program with the imagination. Oh, yeah? I was on there for a week as a crew member. Oh. Not really. I mean, I was shadowing, but it was great. It was so right. much fun. Yeah. Why didn't I ever work on a cruise on me that I'm Mr. Ship History? Like, I don't know. I, <laughs> I mean, there's still time, I guess. I know, but now it'll be like a whole set of different responsibilities. <laughs> Whatever. They have a legal department. I'm sure you can. I know, no. And now, like, I, I, I'm telling you, I think the worst world, the worst, you know, the worst job in the world is. I've told you this. I think the worst job in the world must be work must be working for customer service at the lost luggage department of an airline. Oh. 
Because the people that are calling because you lost their luggage are ready to kill you. Yeah, you've ruined their vacation. It's like, I think it's easier to negotiate with a terrorist. <laughs> At least you can feasibly give the terrorists what they want. Especially nowadays that Karens are empowered. Oh, that's true. Like, if it was bad before. No. Oh, it'll be out there. Yeah. So it's like, man. Yeah. So anyway, but with that said... We hope everybody listened last night. I feel there was a lot of learning in this. There was one. a lot of learning. Liz, Liz Trust, Cookie Monster. Cookie Monster. That right I mean, there, that's I mean, the biggest like revelation that. of the year. Oh my God. Wait. We cannot end this episode with. We cannot end it yet without your cake. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. <laughs> By yes. the time you hear this, some of you may have seen it because I'm sure we'll post something on, on, on Insta. But the cake. The cake. I want to make an announcement, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> listeners of the podcast, Pero Primos. My parents got me the right cake this year. Hallelujah. They got me the Mandalorian and cake. And the Mandalorian. They like, got me not the, just the Mandalorian right cake, cake. The right decoration. They, it was the right theme. It was the right flavor. And it was <laughs> it was specialty made. Like it was it was uh, made to order. Oh when and, and and here's the thing, and I, I was telling you this because listeners, like you guys, don't know. Well, some of you do understand because a lot of you <laughs> DM us. When people were calling me on my birthday, that's not. They weren't like happy birthday. They were like, "When are you gonna know about the cake? <laughs> like, when are you getting your cake?" It was like a weird version of the gender reveal. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to tell you. I was a little disappointed. That, that they got it right? At this point in time, nothing's going to make me happy, right? Because if they don't get me the cake I want, like, oh, you didn't get me the cake I want again. But then now that they got me the cake I wanted, I was like, oh, there's no story. The right cake. There's no story now. <laughs> now you ruined the narrative. The people, they got me the right cake. Yes. They got me the right cake, and it was delicious, and I was eating Publix cake for, like, the whole week. Like, literally... I ran out of it yesterday. Damn it. Yeah. Oh, one day late. It's funny because like when there was a, uh, the other day my mom came here and there was like, maybe, you know, there was like a piece left, but mm -hmm. a small piece. And mom was like, I do get a girl that won't ask. And I'm like, hello, we don't throw away Publix cake. Hell no. Like. Even old Publix cake is still good. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what you do with old Publix cake? Yeah. That the cake is stale. You get the buttercream. Oh yeah. Because the buttercream doesn't go bad. No. It's, it's still good. <laughs> so Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, they got me the right cake. Yeah, we'll post something about it. Yep. They got me the right <laughs> cake. I was a little disappointed. I know. But yay to them. Yay. Yay to them. Next year, I'm going to give it. them something harder. Yes. I knew. The bar has been set. Because I, I sent the same directions as last, last year. year. Okay. So I was like quarter sheet, you know, vanilla mm -hmm. and chocolate. And my dad kept asking me, de cuanta gente? And I'm like, it says it there. He's like, no, it doesn't. He said, un cuarto. I'm like, that's how many people. Right. He's like, no entiendo. So then I, remember I called you? Yes. When he called me, I called you. And I'm You're like, like oh, this is going downhill. Yeah, my, father, yeah, my father was asking <laughs> questions. But then he called me like 10, 20 minutes oh. later. And he was at Publix. And he actually did what I always thought he should do. He gave the phone Here. to the person at Publix. Because I could hear him. That my dad's like, le voy a dar el teléfono al muchacho de aquí. And I'm like. That's like, all you need to do? Damn it. He's going to get it right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they got me the right cake. So, But, you know, I'm, even a broken clock is right twice a day. Yes, it is. So, you know, here's to many more wrong cakes. Exactly. exactly. So, as always, we hope you listen, laugh, and learn. And as always, remember to grab your croqueta, your pastelito, and your cafecito. And thank you so much for joining us. Have a great weekend, everyone. Uh, Bye. Bye.
Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano, and our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Mi papá immigrated from La Belleza, que es Medellín, Colombia, to Miami, Florida, all with one goal, pachar pa'lante la familia. And with that same spirit, I started the Que Hola podcast. It's all about sharing the journey creatives from the 305 and beyond have traveled, the W's, the L's, pitfalls, and lessons, all with a focus on first and second generation Latinos, pero para todos los creatives. Entonces, parce, Que Hola contigo. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you stream your podcast. I'm your host, D-Fig, or also we're on YouTube. Listo. Yeah.